Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Nockmore, and I'm so excited that you are joining in for this episode today. Hope that your Thursday is going well. We are talking about the restoration of Pastor Matt Chandler at the Village Church. So three months ago, Pastor Matt Chandler announced that he was taking a leave of absence because of some social media interaction with another woman outside of his marriage, and uh, we... Uh, he's just prayed for and restored this past weekend by the eldership of the church. So kind of a big deal going down at the village church. We're going to be looking at the details there and asking ourselves the question, you know, was this the right move? Is this too soon? Is it soon enough? What happened? And so um, to give a little context to accountability, we're going to be talking about that a bit and what godly accountability looks like. Uh, before we get into that, as the new year is approaching, I just want to provide all you guys as listeners with some resources to help you with your walk with God. I know it can be confusing and overwhelming at times. And so just to thank you guys for listening to the podcast, I just want to provide some free guides and teachings. So more specifics will be announced in the upcoming weeks. But if you want to get first dibs on that, make sure you guys just click click the link in the description and sign up for the weekly newsletter. That's kind of where everything's going to be pushed out initially. So there will be exclusive access coming up soon for you guys. So you don't want to miss out. Uh, now get your hearts and your minds ready for today's episode of The Future Is Now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Future Is Now podcast, where you can discover your calling, live with passion and purpose, and learn how to be the leader of the future. We all have a voice that people need to hear, and it's time to get the confidence to use our gifts to better the world. If you're here to grow in the things of God and develop a healthy mindset, you are in the right place. I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get excited about today's episode. So for those of you that don't know exactly what happened before, uh, Matt Chandler, renowned pastor, village church, mega church in Texas, um, about three months ago, he announced that he was taking a leave of absence because of an interaction with another woman on social media that according to the eldership of the church became too familiar and frequent. And so that's kind of all the details that were given. Basically, he was confronted by somebody in the church and um, he didn't think that was a big deal. He brought to the eldership. They were like, no, that is kind of a big deal. And so he steps down. Um, However, on Sunday, December 4th, they announced his restoration and explained a bit what was going on. Um, Matt Chandler got up on the stage and addressed the congregation for the first time, and then they prayed over him. So um, what we're going to do is we're going to listen in on this a little bit. Um, I've clipped it for you guys to kind of listen to what the eldership has to say and then to see what Matt Chandler has to say. And then we're going to kind of talk about what I think in terms of how this was handled, what's being done, um, and, and is this godly accountability? So why don't we just listen in together? I want to let you know this, just right out of the gate, that the elders affirm Matt's reinstatement to the pulpit. Uh, yeah. As I talked about on August 28th, uh, we walked through a series of events, and I'm going to read some things here where Matt didn't demonstrate behavior that was expected of an elder, as we hold elders to a high standard because the scriptures hold elders to a high standard. And over the last several months, Matt has been working diligently through a development plan that was laid out for him by the elders. As a team, as an elder board, we created this plan in consultation with others, namely Summer Vincent Berger, who's our senior director of care, who has an expertise in developing plans just like this. And we said with that plan, and this is what we told you on August 28th and then updated you throughout our time, that the plan itself would help us understand when the timing was right. And uh, the timing is right. 
was important. And this was our top priority, was the overall health of our church. The Chandlers are included in that, uh, but they weren't the only people involved in that. And so there were a lot of elements that we walked through and tried to keep uh, a, a real healthy pulse on over these last several months. Uh, Matt has completed everything that we've asked of him. Uh, he's done it with eagerness. He's done it with humility. He's done it genuinely and authentically. Okay, so some of the things that, I, that we're going to talk about specifically is, number one, um, this pastor said, the elders affirm Matt's reinstatement to the pulpit. That's super important. Also, he said, we hold elders to a high standard. Also very important. He said, discipline and development plan laid out by the elders was followed, which is awesome. He said, overall health of the church was a priority. And then also Matt has completed everything humbly and authentically. So when this all went down, we have to remember this, okay? So when this initially all went down, I remember because people were mad and they were upset because they were like, wait, there has to be more to the story. There's no way that he was just text or messaging somebody on social media and it wasn't, you know, romantic or sexual in nature. There's no way that he, he was disqualified for just talking to another woman. There has to be more which I, you know, I disagree with. I don't think that there has to be more. But my issue is those are the same people that are now mad that it's only been three months. Because like the the biggest thing was like, oh, there has to be more. Wow, he was just texting another woman. Why would he be disqualified for that? And now the big thing is, whoa, wow, it's only been three months. Jeez, like that's not a lot of time. Where it's like, guys, you can't have both. And that's the big thing that I want to talk about in terms of accountability here is it is the job of the elders of the church to provide accountability and therefore it's up to them to determine what is healthy. Um, I love a couple things that this pastor said on stage. Number one, he said, we hold Matt to a higher standard, which covers the idea to that uh, why he was disqualified in the first place. Like maybe somebody else on staff would not have been excused for the same thing, right? Maybe the IT guy or maybe, you know, an admin may have not been excused for the same thing, but, but they are not the senior pastor. They are not the eldership of the church and accountability is meant to step in before it's too late. That's exactly what they did. They stepped in and said, Hey, this isn't okay with us. Now it hasn't gone to that point where it's like, dang, bro, you're disqualified forever. Right. But they're like, dude, this is a little out of bounds. So we need to check this. Okay. The, the second thing that was said that was there was discipline and development. There was an outline plan that they sought expert counsel on for what it sounds like. There was a structure and a restoration process and restoration is the goal here. Okay. We have so much church bashers, pastor bashers, yeah, they suck, like, oh, get rid of them, right? But that's not the gospel. The gospel is about restoration. Now, I will say that sometimes a pastor will do something where there's there's pretty much no coming back in that specific church, i.e. Carl Lentz, right? But this is a different situation because here's why it's different. Because there was accountability. Because there was accountability. And that's what I'm saying is accountability as a preventive measure. It's not just a, is a measure of prevention, not just confession, Okay. Accountability is meant to step in the gap between you and your stupidity to stop you from doing things that are stupid. Um, and so the elders affirm Matt coming back and they have the health of the church in mind. Uh, this was awesome because guess what? It's not about the pastor at this point. It's about what's best for the church. 
And that's what the elders are talking about. Hey, we want to do what's best for the church, which is incredible because sometimes, right, we make idols out of people. We put pastors on pedestals that they shouldn't be on. And instead of demanding responsibility from them, we kind of just worship them. But what did this elder say? He says, hey, we have the church in mind. And from the sound of it, there's unity here, which is incredible. With any decision like this, with any turmoil, we always want to make sure that there is unity. So uh, let's take a look now at Matt Chandler's response. So he came up on stage, got a standing ovation from the crowd. I mean, obviously, his church is going to love him. People are like, why would you give him a standing ovation, right? I I get it. But at the end of the day, man, his church loves him and his people love him and he loves his church. So uh, let's take a look at what he said and, and then talk about that a little bit. A couple of things. Um, I know um, that, the, that the Christian life's a bit of a marathon. Um, sometimes you're running uphill and sometimes you're running downhill. Sometimes it's snowing and sometimes it's sunny. Um, and if my foolishness um, created any additional weight or hardship for you, um, man, please forgive me. I was real disoriented um, when this happened because I didn't understand how it happened. I mean, I'm a, I'm a man who guards his life and doctrine fairly closely. And so I was disoriented by the fact that, um, man, one, that the accusation came and then um, I was confused by even some of the things that progressed after that. And um, I, I do think um, that it revealed some unhealth in me that was a, a blind spot that, that I just couldn't see. And um, I, I couldn't be more grateful that the elders are, look, there are three things. Um, they love the word of God ferociously. They love Jesus Christ deeply. And they love me and my family. Um, and we have felt that through this whole ordeal. And so there's, there's no, I mean, I, I hear the whispers. That there's no beef between us and the elders. I don't know what you think about their play. I agreed with it. I, I'm grateful that they love this church. They love Jesus. They love the word. They love us enough that they're driven by conviction enough um, to, to model what, what needed to be modeled here. And so... Um, if, if I caused any burden, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'll share more. I don't have like six key learnings for you this morning. I just feel like fresh out of surgery. So um, I feel tender and um, alive to the Lord and grateful to be back with you. And uh, again, I, I think for, for all the talking points that may or may not need to happen this morning, I think my heart is, I'm sorry. Like I, I, I failed you and I know you love me and I know you're so, and I, I appreciate, I so you have so been the grace of God to us tangibly. So thank you for that. And so I'm eager for us. Um, you, you don't leave this behind. This now is a part of our story. So at the gate, number one, what he says is, please forgive me. Now, this is a man that loves his church. It's a pastor that loves his church and he's repentant. That's the key. It's like, we got to make sure that there's repentance here. We got to make sure that we're not just kind of, uh, brushing this over, forgetting about it, shoving it under the rug, shove, shoving the junk in the closet that nobody looks at, right? He's, he's repenting. He says, please forgive me. He owns up to it and he recognizes, hey, if there's anything that I've done that's hurt you, I'm sorry. That's amazing. Um, another thing that he said is there's a blind spot I couldn't see. Now, this is really, this is wisdom. I mean, this is all leadership at some point is going to have blind spots that we can't see. That's why every church, you know, has a board, has elders, has counsel, right? Because Every pastor is not infallible and they're, they're subject to mistakes. They're subject to faults. And it's the job 
of the eldership to make sure that there's accountability in place and look and see the blind spots in pastors that they don't see themselves. So he said, there's a blind spot I couldn't see. So here's the thing. He's not, he's owning up to it. He's taking responsibility. And what, something I love that he said is this, there's no beef. Preserve the unity. In, guys, we have to preserve the unity. There's going to be stuff that happens in your life. There's going to be crap that happens. There's going to be disagreements. There's going to be arguments. There's going to be people that hurt you, this and that. But at the end of the day, man, the Satan would just love to stir discord within our friendships, within our marriages, within our families, within our churches. Um, and one thing we always have to preserve is unity. And he goes, guys, there's no beef between me. He goes, I agree with them, which is amazing. And here's the thing at the end of the day, like even in this, even in a setting where he's like, ah, maybe I didn't agree initially. And maybe I kind of, you know, fought back. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm just saying this is a good pastorly godly thing to say in front of people. It's like, Hey, we preserve the unity. Me and the eldership, we're good. I agree with them. And so that's something that I love that he said, and it's about the health of the church. And then another thing he says is you don't leave this behind. This is part of our story. Many people run from their mistakes. Many people only want to look their mistakes in the face for as 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 short as they possibly can while seemingly uh, dealing with it. And then once everybody else forgets about it, they run away and they never deal with it or confront it again. That's not healthy. We don't run from our mistakes. Our mistakes make us who we are in terms of what we learn from and what we grow from. And I love, he says, we don't leave this behind. This is part of our story. I think that's an incredibly wise, mature thing to say is like, hey, I own this. So through and through, in my opinion, man, I mean, this seems like accountability. You can say, I think three months is too soon, which whatever, there's an argument there. But at the end of the day, this is a great flourishing church. And from the looks of it, from what I can see, man, the elders seemingly have put a system in place. And so at the end of the day, you have to be able to, to trust godly elders of a church that they know best. They know Pastor Matt Chandler. They know the congregation. They know their culture. They know their values. And so if they're saying, hey, it's all good with us. I think Matt's ready. Then, you know, I don't really have any opposition to that. Um, I, I think that as long as accountability is in place, as long as this place loves the Lord and is following biblical principles, like I'm not losing any sleep over this. I think it's incredible that we have a restoration story of a pastor who could have probably done something a lot more stupid had he kept going, but he had a godly counsel around him that stepped in and said, hey, this isn't okay. Okay, now let's figure out why you had this blind spot, restore him publicly, and now he's leading again in the capacity that God has called him to lead. How often do you see that? You never see that. You always see the people that have the affair, the people that um, go out and, and ruin their careers and ruin their pastoral ministries because they never were dealt with in the beginning stages. And that's what, uh, you know, we're talking about in terms of accountability. We have to make sure that in our lives, we are finding godly accountability. And it's not, it's not about a confession. It's about prevention. Now, yes, there are people that you should be able to confess to, Hey, I screwed up. I did this. Um, but accountability is meant to be preventative. It's, Hey, I, I, man, I, I know I'm not supposed to be drinking, but I, I kind of feel like I want to drink. Can you help me? Hey, uh, my girlfriend and boyfriend asked me to come over. I don't know if it's a good idea. Like, can you counsel me? Hey, I'm tempted in this, right? Pre uh, accountability is meant to step to step in, in, in temptation, right? Not just sin. So I think that this is an incredible story that we all can learn from. 
um, in an imp incredible picture. I hope that everything you know is above reproach and, and it's there. But at this point, I choose to to believe that because why would I not? You know, uh, why would I choose to believe the latter? I believe that this is done. Um, in a godly way. And I love seeing pastors restored and, you know, seemingly they, their humanity is exposed and yet also their call isn't compromised. And I think that's incredible to see stories of that godly accountability, um, you know, when exercised properly, it helps us from being disqualified. And I don't want that from any of you. I don't want that. I don't want you to disqualify yourself 10 years into your marriage. I don't want to disqualify you if you're in a pastoral role. Um, I don't want you to disqualify yourselves, you know, from the call that God has placed um, on your life in this season. And so, you know, take this into consideration and ask yourself, man, do I have this type of accountability? Do I have people in my life that'll, that'll say something before something's crazy? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that will step in and be like, bro, sis. You got to work on this because I'm seeing this. And if you don't work on it, then th this is what's going to happen. So um, that's what a godly accountability looks like. Uh, I, I believe that it was it was done properly here from what I've read and seen. And so I'm glad that Pastor Matt uh, Chandler is back in the pulpit preaching, leading an incredible church, and we can learn all from this. So I, I hope that you learned a lot from the story. I hope that you took something away in terms of accountability, that you're challenged to have more accountability in your life that's godly and that's preventative, not just confessional. And so um, next time on The Future Is Now, we're going to be talking about more stories. But until then, I love you guys. I'm praying for you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Mm -hmm.